Welcome to episode 59 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Quite a week in the world of running, so we'll do our best to keep you entertained for the next 60 to 90 minutes. Josh prefers 90. I'm going to say 60 tonight. Um, we'll go through our running weeks. Well, Josh and Shane will go through their running weeks. I'll talk about my one run. We'll look at some listener questions and talk through any news. Been a week that's seen the clock to move back an hour in the UK. Let me welcome to the show a man who'll be sure to use that extra hour to do an easy 11 miles. Welcome to the show, Josh Lunn. <laughs> How are you doing? You right? Yeah. How's Cardiff this week? It doesn't really matter where I am. It's just wet. Soggy really. still. Yeah. When we get on to, I've got a perfect analogy for anyone that's not in the UK when we go on to our running weeks of how it feels right now. Okay, you hold that thought. Let me welcome, I have a co-host of the show, a man who's just finished second at the big Lincoln 10K at the weekend, also beating a man that was about 10 seconds ahead of Josh last week. So officially now the best runner on the show. How's the life show? waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, it was the best one of the show. Life's been busy. Um, I've had probably five messages to answer um, on social. So... Uh, yeah, it's kept, that's kept me awake at night. How are you, Aaron Scott? I'm okay. As people may have seen, I've posted a little picture of our, well, my pre-show note-taking, which didn't go too well. I had a cat on the laptop and a child in the bath, so I didn't manage to type one word, so that was good. Anyway, let's move into our weeks. Shane, so take us back to Monday and the seven days leading into Lincoln 10K. Right, let's get my training diary open then. <clears throat> so, uh, it's an interesting week. So, I was coming off the back of the week before, feeling pretty confident, pretty good, actually, because I'd uh, taken a Just nice... Quite uh, often, people people come into the week after the week before, so <laughs> glad you, you did that. You never know in my life, Aaron. Um, there's things in life you can't expect. Okay. So we did the uh, uh, yeah seventy to seventy five recovery on Monday. Um, average pace seven twenty eights. Legs felt surprisingly great. Um, I've put down so yeah, it was off the back of a long run on the day before. Uh, then it all started to change. So uh, Tuesday we did ten miles, average seven thirteen uh, plus some strides. I felt awful, and I had uh, my post run fueling was. Um, was interesting. Um, I had a Josh Lunesque tea. I had two bowls of uh, Weos. Not Josh Lun. Josh would have half. <laughs> uh, the nutritional quality of uh, Josh Lun and the nutritional uh, abundance of, oh, well, me, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't really feeling great, but, you know, it's what it is. Uh, session the next day. So I didn't really had had a race on Sunday, but I didn't really want to um, necessarily do anything less um, because it's not exactly an important race. So I did three-mile tempo, uh, four-minute rest, and then eight by 70 seconds, or 400 metres, but we uh, couldn't find the lines on the path. 
So I felt really good warming up for this, actually. Um, and I was a bit confident that I'd taken a turn for fitness from the week before. Um, I felt shocking, absolutely awful. Um, so I did the tempo in, I think, about 15, 16. Uh, first mile in 5.01. And it it felt very, very difficult. So I had to let Ronnie run away from me. And another, uh, we did this down the Skelly Path area, and you're very familiar with that. So it's it's quite a nice flat off road path. Um, off road. Tried to, sorry, like not on streets. <laughs> yeah, on top. Cycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, on like a cycle path. It's not a road. Yeah. Your cars, mate. Yeah, true. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, I've lost it now. So you went out out back on on the cycle path. Well, well, we did a um. Uh, we decided to do two miles with a backwind and then one mile with a headwind because we figured that might be more pleasant for us. And yeah, I was, e- I was even pretty shit in the backwind. So uh, yeah, I was just struggling. Then we did, um, yeah, the eight by 70 seconds afterwards. So we had one with a backwind, one with a headwind. Um, I started to perk up towards the end of them, but yeah, I was a bit I was a bit annoyed at myself really because on the t- I don't really like uh, <laughs> working hard. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I like to try and save that for race day or even avoid it on race day if I can. And uh, yeah, I, I, I probably should have just gone a bit slow on the tempo, um, but I still tried to sort of hold a, a decent pace. And I, honestly, I finished it and I was absolutely blowing. It was probably like Josh at the end of park run. It <laughs> felt flat out. <laughs> do, you think, uh, do you think it was because you didn't have much to eat the night before? I think it could have been. Uh, I think I could have also had that the long run in my legs. But obviously, yeah, so I was like a bit confused because I felt great running sub five-minute miling or or there, thereabouts on Sunday for mile like 15 and 16. And then my first mile at that pace felt awful. Um, so, yeah, maybe just didn't wasn't quite fully recovered. And then, yeah, I did eat. I mean, my diet's not brilliant anyway, but... Yeah, it was it was pretty shocking the day before. So it could have been that, but yeah, that that sort of uh, lost lost my confidence going into the race. I was like, oh, it is what it is. I'm just like the olden days where I, I ain't got a clue what Shane's going to turn up. We just talked through the times you boys are training. I've just looked the day before the Tuesday. Three of you ran at one p.m. and then on the Wednesday you're out at three p.m. You boys are busy, aren't you? Yeah, well, um, luckily for me, I'm self-employed and quiet. So um... <laughs> so please, <laughs> yeah. clients, if you're listening, give Shane If anyone, anyone feels sorry, uh, just come give me some money. Yeah, why not? Wow. After last week, I think you requested people to feel sorry for me. I didn't get one message of anybody feeling sorry <laughs> for me. So don't know if it's going to work, wait. It's either that or no one's listening anymore. So <laughs> Probably the latter. Everyone's missing Matt Clowes, getting back. He's um, gone AWOL. He's he busy. Gone? I think he's invested in Wrexham Football Club with um, Ryan Reynolds and he's a silent partner. Oh, I've been, have you watched any of the docuseries yet? Yeah, yeah. It's good, isn't it? I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm a big fan of, um, well, I've started watching uh, so It's Sun in Philadelphia, so I'm enjoying that. I'm very lost in this conversation. You need to, you, this is a good way for you to learn about some football, Josh. 
it's I've got a fancy, fancy football team. I don't need anything else. All right, carry on for the week, Shane. Sorry. So, all right. So, yeah, we, we do. We are. I mean, we are lucky that we can uh, communicate and try to run uh, in a daylight a bit more in winter. Um, for me, it might just mean I, I might work later in an evening on on something rather than do it in a day. Um, but it's often better for getting sessions out. But yeah, pretty bad session on Wednesday. Well, sorry, pretty disappointing session. In reality, the quality of it was fine and I did everything I needed to do. So that, that was good. But yeah, I just, I expected to feel a bit better. Uh, Thursday felt shocking. Slowest one of the week, 7.29s for 10 miles. Um, and it also, I honestly thought we were winning like sub sevens. Um, so I was thinking, oh, here we go. Here comes the cold or another bout of COVID or something like that. Um, went out on Friday, another sort of 75-ish minutes. Um, yeah, still felt pretty bad. Uh, we had Fit, Sean Fitzy had, had come up from London, um, ready for the big Lincoln 10K. And more importantly, he was off to see uh, Lincoln v Port Vale away on Saturday. And they lost 1-0. So that was sounded like a thrilling game. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's good to catch up with Sean. At the end of that run, I, I felt that bad when I sort of left the others. I I was gonna do some strides, but I also couldn't really be bothered to take ages doing them. So I just did like 15 seconds uh sort of fast and then 15 seconds off just to see if I'd perk up a little bit. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't felt worse. No, that was that was good. So uh I woke up on Saturday morning. I'll do a dog jog and do some strides and actually I, I think I did uh, the six mile at 707s uh, just off road and and that was actually not on tarmac Aaron just to clarify Good. Um, yeah um, I felt pretty I felt a bit better actually so it brings us to Sunday the big rest day the the annual Lincoln 10k this is what runners of Lincolnshire you know this is the event that people aspire do you know what actually my my PB was at Lincoln for a very long time. Do you remember that race, Aaron? Actually, Shane, I think I you're did. in it. I've, I've done every single one, mate, I've, since 15. I love it. Mr. Lincoln 10K, I've been called. So, yeah, to be fair, the, the crowd for this event is always pretty awesome um, because, well, the people of Lincoln don't really have anything else to do. So, um, <laughs> so sorry for anyone from Lincoln listening, but. You know, it's true. Um, no, the crowd are always fantastic. Um, I think they think we're actually good runners or something um, because it's it doesn't really attract a, an impressive field because it's um, it's stupidly overpriced, uh, overpriced and terribly unorganised every single year. Um, I always normally find something to rant about for this. Um, but, mm, yeah, a little bit this year, but not too much. But... Yeah, I felt shocking in the warm-up. Um, and the first K, I thought it was going to be a day where I was going to have to just try and break 33. Um, felt awful. And the first K is a bit like downhill. But then I, I sort of perked up after a mile, so I was pretty pleased about that. And then um, I just found myself on the front of the race. Um, nobody else really wanted to do anything. So I was like, well, this suits me. It gives me a chance to control it. And I, I figured that probably the best place for me to be because I felt awful all week. And then my training, I haven't really done anything that fast in sessions. Um, 
but I've done quite a lot of, and I know I'm quite fit and I think my legs are quite strong from some of the stuff I've done. So I figured try and make it a little bit more difficult for everyone else. Um, so it felt like I was surging. Um, maybe in reality I wasn't, but it seemed to work. I put in a bit of a stint at, with 3K to go um, and managed to break up the group down to three of us. One was Lewis Jagger, who's uh, he eventually went on to win. Uh, but he just come third at Lee's Abbey Dash the week before, did he? Yeah. Um, yeah, he ran like 29, 20 something. And, and he, he put 20 seconds in, uh, in me in the last mile. And I was absolutely hanging. Now, obviously, you two have both, yeah, done Lincoln. The finish is still awful. It's so windy and it's up up Netland Road. And is it on the cobbles? No, not anymore. Did you finish on the cobbles? Uh, that's, yeah, I finished there. Ah, uh, no. So, so it, go on. Yeah, it just finishes straight down that road now. But yeah, but yeah, you had. I've just looked at somebody's Strava. Sixteen mile per hour winds. Probably felt like twenty odd. Yeah, you know, Lincoln, it'd be double that at least. Mm. So not 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 a very still day. No, yeah, it was a, it was a bit minging, um, but not as bad as last year. Um, so I, I think like what I remember doing was just I think when we sort of hit any there's no there's no hills in it, but it's it's kind of pretty up like there's a mile up and then a mile or a K down and a K up and a K flat and a K up and. It's it's not actually that easy of a course, um, so uh, I, I just tried to make it a little bit more difficult. And I was actually really pleased with my run in the end because considering how I felt all week, and I, I think I raced pretty well. Um, you know, I managed to beat some lads who who are very good runners um, and who are currently in form as well. Um, so I think it was a bit slower than what I ran last year, but probably a, a, an on par performance, if not a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I don't. Ne- I don't necessarily think when you when you feel bad, like especially in the warm up for a race, that's not always a bad thing. Yeah, to be fair, I I, I actually agree with you there. Um, the amount of times I've felt terrible in a warm up, and then once I get racing, I feel fine. I think you just you switch yeah. race mode, don't you? And I think it, it probably suited me the race being how it was because it it gave me something to do and not just. I think if it was like. 30 minute pace the whole way around and I was just sitting at the back of a group you, you just think about how you feel don't you right whereas because I had stuff to do on the front of the, the race and it was windy in sections so you're trying to take cover and I had to make sure I was at the front when my nan and granddad were out after half halfway so um yeah um so it probably suited me and I, it's, it's probably my best run in Lincoln in a in a very long very long time actually I think I think that's three years on a trot I've been under 31 now so consistent. I think the the thing with Lincoln for you boys is the loop. You do this loop, um, well, almost a couple of times, one and a half times, don't you? Because you finish on the same loop. Yeah. And we used to use that 3K loop for a lot of sessions back in the day. So it's not, as Shane says, it's not particularly hilly, but it is an incline up one up one road and you sort of know where the slight damp is as well because you've run on it so many times you almost know every single little part of that course and that can be sometimes of detriment because you know it's going to be slightly up here so I'm gonna have to work harder when if you didn't know the course you just run it and you probably think it was okay yeah I I think you get a a lot of runners right I mean I had 
I think my uh, the athletes I coach, I think we think that's seven PBs. Like a lot of runners, a bit further back, like forty minutes, think it's pretty quick because for them actually it's a mass. And I think you know this is quite important for racing is when you're in mass participation events, you get an opportunity to run in groups, run in packs that sometimes for the first time. Um, and that can make it fast. And again, the support makes it fast. Um, when you're sort of knocking on, well, when you're sort of under 33 minutes at races like this, you can find yourself isolated. Uh, luckily at the front, we weren't because we had a race on it, but it doesn't make it fast. You know the course. Um, I mean, and to put it into a bit of context, there is no hills, but that that sort of eight to nine K, I'm pretty sure that that's about 30 or 40 foot up. Yeah. It's just a constant drag. And and at that stage in the 10K as well, um, it's hard. Uh, no matter, you know, no matter who you are. Um, so it, it's it's quite a good course in the sense that it's not it's not boring. But yeah, I, I think that it probably puts my performance maybe I maybe think I could run about 30-30 in a in a quick race, which I'll be quite happy with. Um top end. Not not 30-41. No, I think. Definitely quicker than 3041 if I did a race like I don't know, something like Lee's Abbey Dash. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, think, no, yeah. I saw I saw you beat Bowser and I knew I knew the comment that was coming. That's Aaron, Abby Bowser, Bowser beat you. So obviously I am now the best runner on the inside jogging podcast. So uh it's true. Now as impressive as, as Lincoln 10k was and you've just described. I think there's something more impressive going on with the rest of Sunday. For a person who knows Shane Robinson, let's just talk me through your cool down. And then, so post race, you do a, a cool down of length and then you go back out in the evening too. What's changed? I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I'm just absolutely love running. <laughs> and it's uh, it's just one of those things that. You know, it's just great to go running. Now, I um, I nearly sacked it off because I did a bit of a longer cool down. Uh, but I, I, I do start getting good when I string back-to-back weeks at um, sort of 80-ish miles. Is that uh, just you personally or if anyone consistently trains? Well, when when you do that, Josh, you'll start getting injured. You'll find out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is there like I, I think there's an element of it doesn't really matter what you do if you're consistent and you're doing a lot you, you're gonna get good um and it builds a good foundation and, and i'm always even over a mile i'm always faster if i'm do, doing things like long runs so uh i was thought next week has the potential to be a bit bit of a shorter week because we've got the cross relays um so I figured, uh, and plus how shit I felt this week, I figured I might actually have to take a day off or something. So we'll, we'll see it, see how we go this week. So yeah, I got myself out evening run, and I actually my notes on my training diary is I actually felt better for going. Can I ask a question about this? So this evening run, Shane did ten k in forty six twenty. Which ten k was harder? The morning in thirty forty <laughs> or well, thirty fifty, whatever you did, or the evening in forty six twenty? Um, I actually, I'm going to be conventional for once, and it was actually the morning. Um, if I'll have to send you some pictures, I I don't look pretty at the finish. Do you ever look pretty in races? Not not just you. I mean, I don't. Josh doesn't either, really. The um, only person that looks good racing is Phil Sesman. 
What annoys me as well is there's, there's two type of running pitches, right? And and listeners will, will know this. There's the one where you're midair, you know, double float, you're, you're, you're chest out, you're looking forward, it's great. And there's the one where you're mid-stance, everything's collapsing, including your cheeks. You look Downstep. Awful. Downstep. Sounds like you dancing. Um, and I always get the ones where I look awful. And I'll, I, will, I will forward you. Well, actually, put it on my Instagram story. Did you see that one? Yeah, but you're not like Josh. Josh will seek every single photographer in the world who's been in in a radius of wherever race is at, get a million pictures to him and just select the one where he's midair looking okay. <laughs> of course. But yeah, all in all, um, I've just spent about a million hours talking about Norway. Yeah. Um, I think I was about 78 miles, 77 miles. So I was quite happy with that. Um felt okay running tonight so we'll see if it's a repeat of last week or not this week yeah so cross country relays next week don't feel bad about taking time my week is going to take about two minutes i was so. going to say should, should we make some time up and do yours next <laughs> yeah we could do now okay let's go into mine so monday to saturday no running um so <laughs> off the back of off the back of last week's show Obviously, I didn't sound great. You two both said I didn't look great. Tuesday, Wednesday were a disaster. Tuesday, I couldn't I didn't stand. know this. Tuesday, I barely could stand up. Wednesday wasn't much better. Luckily, Jenny's mum came round Tuesday at about quarter to eight in the morning, took Eliza to nursery, picked her up from nursery, gave her tea, gave her a bath, put her to bed. So I didn't have to do much. So, yeah, it was all a bit of a, a write-off. And um, I got to Friday and started feeling a little bit better. But I didn't want to. I still had a cough and it still didn't feel 100%. I didn't want to risk anything. For the sake of an extra couple of days, I thought I might as well just take these off. So Saturday, again, I felt a little bit better. problem with Saturday was, I'm going to talk about football so you two can switch off. You, you you understand this, actually. So Saturday, I watch Ipswich on a dodgy subscription, which is two minutes behind real time. Me and my brother are both watching this. Ipswich go 4-2 up in the 96th minute. So if anybody doesn't know about football, 90 minutes is a game. There was six minutes added on. Ipswich go 4-2 up in the 96th minute. Brilliant. But they scored in the 91st minute too. So because it's celebrated, there's a couple of added minutes onto injury time. So I'm texting my brother like, what's going on here? We've actually come back and won a game in injury time. This never happens. 97th minute, Charlton get one back, 4-3. Like, oh, this is a joke. And my little brother messaged in the group, said, oh, is it not finished yet? And I was like, that basically means... We've not seen what's coming next. I go onto Twitter, four all. They scored in the 98th minute as well. So it's just ridiculous. I was so angry. I, I was actually shocked. I, I mean, I, football gets to me a lot, and I was actually just in shock for a good two hours. So that meant no run. Sunday. That sounds like a fantastic last 10 minutes of football, though. Oh, it was for a neutral, but. <laughs> Yeah, I. it's just typical Ipswich anyway. Right, Sunday, I 
managed to get five miles done before I went down to Suffolk. Uh, I was going to try and do 45 minutes, but I just didn't out and back and I didn't feel amazing. And, you know, when you've had the flu, you you get a lot of muscle aches, don't you? And I started running and I had like a lot of neural sort of aches and everything mm. just felt a bit locked up and tight. My hips were very, nothing felt smooth. So I thought I'm just going to get through 35 minutes, which I did, I think around like 7.15s or something, something like that, 7.20s maybe. Um, so that was my week, five miles. <laughs> but I feel better this week and I have you run look, today. You look a lot better. And I'm going to have a big week. That's all so, I've got to say. So what do we think then? What, another two or three weeks before your next illness? Who knows? I, I, I do think, to be, to be honest, that this one was a, a sort of anomaly. The other illnesses have been all sort of related to fatigue and immune system. I think the flu is just one of those things that just comes around. And I, I, I did actually read just before I got it that it's going to be a bad flu season this year. So it is. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> well, Enjoy hopefully, that. Hopefully you've got it out of the way and you can start doing some running, mate. Yeah, yeah. I said that today felt 10 times better than yesterday. So I'm going to do another easy run tomorrow, maybe a light session Wednesday. Just some easy running this week and try and string some weeks together before the end of the year and potentially... I just, I, just before I got ill, I spoke to Josh about doing a half marathon to get a championship time. And I was looking at something like the Bedford, something in December to just get half marathon time on the board. So I have a, a championship time because it's so long since I actually finished a race um, or of, of distance anyway. Is it is and, it actually about a year? You, you did Milton Keynes with us, didn't you? So that year? doesn't count for the champ because it has to be from January. And it was December we did that. Oh, wow. I don't think that would... They oh, for championship, yeah, it would. Yeah. But no, we, no, we're just getting into the elite start. You said the times. Was it 63 and a half? Yeah. Yeah. So but there that, you go. So is that what you're thinking, Aaron? You, you, this five-mile week is a build-up to London Marathon. <laughs> yeah, sub-63 and a half in December, <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, Josh, do you want to talk us through your week? Shane yeah. has been eating throughout the last half an hour of this show. Elite athlete refueling. I've got a lovely Halloween cupcake. Oh, yes. For any listeners, we are recording on Halloween. Have you had many trick-or-treaters to your house, Shane? I was going to say, I nearly had a head-on collision with quite a few on my run. Do you know, out Ming, there were loads, loads around. Um, and... Yeah, we've had none here, so sweets are for me instead. We ran out. Did you eat them all? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've eaten all of them. It's because you, you, you live on a nice, posh estate in Stamford. Everyone's going to flock there. Do you reckon yeah. there'll be many people this year like asking for stuff like um, bread and milk, just saving going for the shops? Yeah. Did you see my, my little joke on Twitter for Josh? Josh has been handing out Morton to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> make them go a bit deeper into their their rounds on trick or treat anyway josh 
Monday to Sunday. Go yeah. <clears throat> right. Monday evening. Ten, so there's day after the race. Um, so did 10 miles recovery. Actually got locked. So I went out at 4.58 and I got locked in the park in the daylight. Normally they lock it at night because it's um can be a bit of a dangerous place at night, Butte Park. Um, which was yeah, quite annoying. So I ended up doing 10 and a half because it cut off my route home. And that was six thirty seven pace. Is that the is that a place where that person got beat up? Uh, there's been a dark. few worse things than be people getting beaten up recently. Um okay. Yeah, it's not not ideal. Um so Rob was pretty kind to me actually on Tuesday. He didn't give me a session and gave me an easy eight miles instead. So it went out of lunchtime, six oh sixes. Um just an easy just, an easy eight. <laughs> He's give he's yeah. give Josh he's give Josh some recovery post race, and what does Josh do? Just knocks out an easy eight six oh sixes. Yeah, but what's the rule, Aaron? What's the rule? As I said, if you put it in your Strava title, it means it's true. Exactly, correct. correct. And uh, from I'm going to quickly touch on this, so don't elaborate too much. We'll be here all night. I sent Aaron. Uh, someone said, "Oh, am I following?" So I don't even can't remember what it was. Some calculator to work out my easy pace. And I put my time in, my half marathon PB in, and it was pretty much about the pace. And that upset Aaron because apparently I shouldn't have put my half marathon PB. It didn't just upset me. It upset everybody who should know about how you work these things. You too. Because also you put it, you put that in the one calculator, but when we put your, even your PB time in another four calculators, that all came out a lot slower, didn't it, Josh? Yeah, I'm still right. But anyway, the result was nothing's changing, so it doesn't really matter. That's what I took from it. Um, so in the evening, I went and did four miles recovery. I actually went out for coffee with my friend at half past five. Um, so I had to, this was quite a late one. I ran at quarter past eight. I was very, very close to bedding actually on it, but I didn't. Um, so yeah, four miles, six, four, threes. Um, Wednesday, um, just recovery eight. So went early in the morning, six, forty twos. I find, you know what, recover, those running at that early, you just have to wear Invincibles. You can't wear anything else. My calves can't take it. I mean, well, I mean, if you thought about doing some, some calf strengthening stuff. He doesn't yeah, need any calf strengthening. Have you seen the I've size do, of his calves? I've, did, I've been doing loads, to be fair. I haven't done so much recently, but I was doing calf raises twice a day. Even, you know, when he's, even when he's injured, he'll do a lot of hopping, which is good for your calf and your Achilles. I'll tell you out. what, I've got, hear me out, but I've I've just thought of something absolutely crazy that you could maybe do that actually makes your calves not feel sore in the morning. You could what? run slower. No, because it makes me, it doesn't make me as fit. I'm oh, not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we speak to a guy who doesn't understand physiology. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Point, point. Pointless. Right. Thursday. So I went for a shakeout lunch, four miles, six thirty-eights. Then in the evening I had a session. So I was debating doing this on the track. It was either eight by three minutes, eight by a K. Um, and so I messaged Jake to see what he was doing, see if he wanted to come. And he was in town. So I thought I'll go down to the cycle path because that's just around the corner. And he came and held my bag for me. It's very nice of him. Um, so I did eight by three minutes. Can it is Tell us the real reason. You needed somebody to take pictures of your session. You text a few people. Oh, Jake, no, now you're here. Just take a couple of pictures of me running past. I'll put them on my Instagram. 
No, he, he looks like he's taken them with a potato, so they're, they're not very great. They're not very good quality. So I went, yeah, that actually that that cycle path's pretty good normally because it's uh someone's marked out every 200 meters. The only thing at the moment is because there's so many leaves on the ground, um you can't actually see them. So I just did it to three minutes. This was actually the, the session we did on Wednesday, same thing where we run, somebody's marked out like two and four hundred. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't find the 400 lines. So we just kind of guessed. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, but yeah, no, I felt actually pretty pretty good on this. It was it was a little bit slippy on the leaves. And because I run quite forefoot, I find sometimes I was landing and kind of just sliding a little bit. Not like massively, but enough to feel a little bit uncomfortably. Like I didn't feel safe almost. I just didn't want to like pull my hamstring or something. I don't know. What did you um, do? What, what trainers did you wear for this session? vapor flies so i want to actually try the mizunos again a little bit more but i left them at my girlfriend's and i've not been there for a little bit so um yeah vapor flies which is probably the worst thing i could have worn on there actually because uh i'm more forefoot on them um so yeah that was that was a bit annoying but pace wise was probably between i think the, the last one was 440 and the rest were probably around 445 and, and the slowest one was 449 so oh, yeah pretty decent was, um, 5k pace it was meant to be 10k pace i was gonna i was aiming to run sort of three minutes if i was doing it on the track but i kind of just want you 10k pace really. you just yeah. ran a thir- you just ran a 30 40 i said i ran effort i just ran to effort i didn't really look at my watch i think you need to learn some control i think honestly i i'm, I'm not just saying i think it will help your all-round running if you learn the ability to control your pace, especially marathon, because marathon's all about discipline. The ability, if your marathon, goal marathon pace is whatever, five tens, I would stick to, I would do sessions where you stick to that pace rather than push it and it looks good and you're running to effort and you're running 505s. It's not relevant for when you come to racing, for where you are right now. I think that's what you've got to remember. It, there's not really that many sessions, I don't think, where you need to be hitting goal pace when you're not at it yet. So yeah, fair enough. But that's what Rob sets generally. So, but he set ten k pace. Yeah, but all the times he sets me paces, they're always what my like I've run. So like five k pace will be my PB pace. My tempo is my half marathon PB pace. When we when I spoke to before about. Well, the pace because, like for example, my five k pace, like when I went and ran fifteen minutes of the day, I'm not going to do five k pace at seventy twos. Why not? Well, it's just not what he wants. But if what what if you turn up to a session and like you're feeling pretty tired, or do you still try and hit pace? If that's what he sent me, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm with Aaron a little bit on here. Although to be fair, I love eight by three minutes, good session. But if you're always pushing at those upper echelons. I think it's not necessarily always what's wrong in the session, but if you're not, you're coming off that and then you're going into your next session, your next session. And when you, when you do so much running, sometimes I don't think you, I think it can be quite easy to ignore how, if your body's actually recovering or not, when you're locking onto paces, when you're locking onto, um, I mean, you, you know, you don't always have to run really slow. Sometimes I think I can feel awful because I, I do do a lot slow and I feel like I have to go a bit quicker. But I also, the day after a, a tough session, if I'm out pushing sub sevens or whatever, I'm trying to hit a time, 
I go into my next session tired, but then I can do it. And then you, ne- you go into your next session tired and then you can do it in your next session. And then you make slow adaptation forward. So you want to be back to running 29, 40 odd for 10K. And if you just run a 30, 40, you can make slow progress to 30, 30, do a half marathon. Whereas I think if you can, if you back off a bit in training sometimes and you allow that adaptation to take place, you allow yourself to run comfortably and not run to a hard effort all the time. Um, I, I personally think you can just make quicker progress. Um, See, I, I would say the opposite from what I've done because when I trained with before at Bedford, that's where I ran all my PBs. And when I then did that and slowed down and did less hard things with Matt, I didn't. I haven't run any PBs. Really, I haven't actually got. I haven't got close to them. You, you did run pretty well at Telford last year. I'm twenty nine fifty nine. Yeah, that's yeah. close. So it's a bit. It's fifteen seconds still. I mean, yeah, yeah but close. This, but that's the speedway ten k. What did you actually run? <laughs> yeah okay but it's, it's still like it's still yeah. it's not 10 seconds. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah i get it and i mean the other thing is i didn't actually see that you did eight by three minutes which ain't you know is a staple session and you did it off 90 slow so you can run i would say you can actually run 5k pace on that so i mean the point, but, the point i was trying to make was just mm. a lot a lot of runners a lot of runners and, and definitely myself as well we get so caught up um on just always trying to push that usher, up, upper echelon of what pace zones have been set because we think that's what will get us better when we're working hard all the time. We love that feeling of working hard. And it's just not reality for a lot of us because most people, are recreational runners, including us, we have full-time jobs and we just can't recover how other people can recover. Um, I say other people, specifically professional athletes. Especially Aaron, he gets ill every week. Um, so I think uh, it's, it's more just, I, I always, I try and get my runners or I coach as often as I can just to, and, you know, as people that read my stuff is just to um, to try and think more about like what they're trying to achieve on a session. Um, eight by three minutes is uh, actually is a quality session. I quite like it. Um, and when I've done that in the past, I've I've liked to have it as a bit a bit of a mixed session. Actually, what you've done, where you might start 10k effort, and if you feel good, roll into 5k effort. When I do that, I like to isolate it. If I know I'm finishing a session and it's I've ended up working quite quick towards the end, um, and and pushing it a little bit harder, I usually can't follow that with anything else. Josh, Josh had enough us talking, so we'll move on to the rest of his yeah. week cool so friday um so i funny enough i actually did feel a little bit ill um i've had a bit of a cold but um i just put an extra layer on <laughs> it just cracks on so i did six miles 646s got on with it um new call of duty came out on friday night so i ended up playing a little bit playing a little bit of that stayed up a little bit late Big night. Um, Saturday morning, I went out with Theo, one of the lads here. Uh, did three miles, and this was like a continuous run that Rob's got me doing. So three miles, sort of easy. So that was like 6.23s into seven miles at 5.22s and then last two miles at 6.06, uh, 6.07s. So it ends up being, it was 12.2 miles at 5.45s. 
So I felt, yeah, I felt right. I felt a little bit sluggish, but yeah, just cracked some of it really. Um, and then Sunday. Sunday was definitely the worst life experience of the week. Um, I was meant to be an Ah, yes. Let me let me finish my Sunday right. Uh, no, let me do it now. So the weather this week has been pretty bad. Everyone in the UK is pretty much going to realise that. But if you don't live in the UK, if you've got a treadmill, imagine getting your treadmill, putting it in the bar, or like, you know, when you've got a shower and it sits in the bar, get in there, turn the shower on, get all your clothes on, start running. And when you feel like, mm, I'm, I'm getting like pretty saturated now it's like this is pretty shit get the shower hose and turn it you know when it's like powerful so powerful it's uncomfortable it feels like it's eroding your skin turn it to that setting for, for about two minutes and then turn it turn it back off and do that every 10 minutes or so and that's what it's like going for a run in the uk at the minute or well, certainly wales i agree aaron wouldn't know because he doesn't do much running yeah but... he's not running and we'll uh, yeah, that, that's how I've pretty much felt for the last two weeks yeah. running. But something did funny actually happen on my on my Sunday run. So I was meant to be running with two people. One bailed on the in the evening because he went out. One didn't turn up in the morning because he was still asleep. So that was a great start. Bearing in mind, this is 10 o'clock in the morning and that clock's have gone back. He was still asleep. So that's what happens when you run with students. So I was pretty pissed off, to be honest. It was raining. I had 18 miles, had no headphones. So I just went up and down the path which is the river here. Um, it's your first mistake. If your headphones have no battery, no run. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't they had no... I was meant to be running with somebody, so I didn't need them. Okay. okay. It didn't turn up. Um, so I waited 20 minutes, and I was like, right, I've got to crack on now. So, yeah, fine. I mean, I just plodded along. Um, and it got to about 10 miles. And again, like I say, it was monsoon weather for about two, three minutes, and then it would stop. So you just... I'm just soaking. It got worse about 13 miles when, I mean, I started to get a little bit tired, but, and I was like, oh, shall I have a gel? And I was running down the river and it really started hammering it down. And at that point I was, something hit me in the mouth. Bearing in mind it's October and it's pissing it down with rain. And I was like, what on earth was that? And I kind of like panicked and clenched my, you know, when you sort of defend your mouth and close my teeth together. (laughs) So I've caught this wasp between my teeth. I didn't know obviously what it was at the time because it happened so quickly. And I must have killed it. And like wasp juice has gone in my mouth. Horrendous taste. But it's also stung me. And then you can imagine. So I'm like like trying to spit it away, like hit it. And it's just on my face. It was just awful. So and actually really hurt. The next probably mile is actually quite painful. And then it just stung for the rest of the day. Um, And then I got to about two miles to go. And I had to stop at a road crossing and I was soaking wet. I needed to go for a, a piss and I just stood there and pissed myself. I was like, I'm not even going to stop. And then I just ran home and that was my Sunday. So 18 miles, 5.59s. And I, I just hated life the whole day, really. You can't, you can't admit <laughs> something like that on, on a podcast. <laughs> I, I was past the point of caring. Just... <laughs> anyway, there you go. Josh Lund's yeah. week, always entertaining. That was my week, 83 miles. That's, that's fantastic. I, I am petrified of wasps. 
and that oh, story actually just made me cringe throughout that whole story because I can't think of anything worse. It's horrendous. The, one, one other thing, actually. Strava has kindly given me free access to Strava Premium and in doing so made me realise that it's something I'll never need to buy because I don't use one feature on it. Yeah, I don't. So what, what's the difference? What's the difference on Strava Premium? Oh, I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> I think you get so. a few more um, analytical things. Yeah, I don't need any of that. Josh does the analysis. <laughs> yeah, Josh doesn't need that. Rob's it. Rob's there for that. For Josh. Anyway, yeah. what do you do for the week, Josh? 80? 83. There you go. Solid. Solid week. Um, Lovely. That. Anything big? Anything big coming up? Or is it just Paris now? Um, yeah, I, I put my accommodation and my travel for Paris this morning. So, yeah, that's four weeks' time. Um, listener questions. I had, should, I've got a couple. You either, I was going to say, should we do the leaderboard first? Oh, yeah, you do the leaderboard. Okay. Phil Sesman's topping with 109 miles, average pace 609. So, I like that. Um, and then, ladies, we have Rachel McGuinness, good surname. Uh, 97.6. What's good about the surname? Guinness. Just Guinness. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Right. Listener questions. We'll we'll just rattle through a couple of these. Um, the first one comes in from Scott Darn. He said, what is an ideal focus for your second quality session of marathon training? Shane, I'm going to ask that question slightly different to you. If you're doing marathon training block for somebody, what key workouts are in that week or key sessions? Uh, what are they working on? A typical week. Um, when it gets sort of tough uh, to the typical sort of, uh, I, I, I tend to load up heavy on uh, marathon pace work. So it almost turns into two marathon sessions per week. Um, and both of those are long run orientated. Um, if everyone has got time for that. So it could be something like um, a, uh, I, I like setting the, the 5K blocks. I think that's pretty conventional for, for marathon training um, off a K float. Sometimes I might play around with the actual recovery instead, depending on what, what someone wants to achieve. So a, a good thing that you can try for marathons is keep the five, keep the reps the same. So you want them around marathon pace, but you could, uh, play around with the recovery between so you might want to sort of jog your recovery or and then sort of gradually speed up your recovery as the session goes along um and then the second one the second session of the week and this is one i've done a lot now and i really like it is you do a five mile tempo at marathon pace a mile float and then you do a 10 mile tempo at marathon pace so you have your bigger tempo second that's supposed to be a bit more mentally challenging so I quite like having that as a second session. Okay. Um, I'm going to do the old cliche. It, it's very, I think it's very difficult to tell anybody what their marathon week will look like because everybody just needs different stuff. Yes, there's a lot of, like Shane said, there's a lot of core sessions that pretty much everyone will do um but yeah what i've noticed in the last few years really is there is two you know there is very different types of runners you get people who who do have quite a lot of speed and can run a fast 5k but haven't necessarily got that marathon endurance they need to work on that more 
And then you get some of them who have very good endurance and can almost run one pace for everything. And they need to work on speed more in marathon training to make that marathon pace feel a bit easier. But it's very cliche. I just think um, everybody is different and there's lots of different ways to skin a cat, isn't there? But what one question I've got quickly, Josh, I know you're pressed for time and you want me and Shane to top talk, stop talking. But what I've noticed is, again, I've when you've got somebody who's, let's say, a three-hour marathon runner compared to Josh, who's 2.17, Josh will do 4 by 5 k of K float, but his 5Ks will be 16 minutes in length off his K float in, what, three and a bit minutes. So like 20-minute blocks almost for that 6K. When you've got someone running three hours and that 5K almost becomes 21 minutes, it's a much longer session, isn't it? To be running this. But they do need to do it for marathon. So what, what do you do in that instance if somebody's, yeah, three-hour marathon runner? Do you give them 5K or do you do blocks of minutes? Yeah, to you, Shane. Not to oh, Josh. Josh doesn't, do, Josh doesn't prescribe any training. <laughs> yeah, so um, to be honest, I tailor this around confidence. Um, I get a lot of, I, I think a lot of runners, they want to go far to have confidence that they can do a marathon. So for Josh, you'd just say four by five K at three K pace go. And he'd be like, yeah, easy, mate. <laughs> yeah. And that, that'll be his, his third one of the day. I think yeah. at, at lunchtime. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it, yeah, it does become relevant. And the other thing as well is for Josh doing that session is actually a harder, each five K is harder for Josh than the other person uh, because it's a higher intensity, closer to their max. Um, and again, this is why I like playing around with rec- recovery. For somebody wanting to run three hours and somebody wanting to run, say, well, 2.17, I think for most people, there's not a... Um, I, I don't think it is, there's too much of a difference in duration of reps, but if somebody wants to do 20-minute blocks, and I, I take it as... I might set it as 4 by 5 k but I'm coaching as though this person is doing four times 20 minutes, yeah. um, basically. And I think once you start getting slower in three hours and you start heading towards the four hour mark, then again, you have to think people's marathon pace is cl- probably closer to their steady run pace. Um, so they might have done a lot of that already. And then it comes back to what you said. Maybe they're going to benefit more from working on a bit of speed work. Yeah. Good answer. I think there's just, you need a mix of everything in your, in your block and not, not every week do you need to do, I don't know, Tuesday, vo2 and friday marathon pace you can combine them can't you can do blocks of threshold then some quicker stuff then back to blocks of threshold or marathon pace so i think mixing and matching sort of different energy systems in one session is a good idea too yeah right should we go to some news um we'll we'll start though with with frankfurt marathon sally captich to the win is that correct? Have you seen the finish video? No, I'm just making sure I've got the right name. She, uh, she crossed the line and tripped over the tape. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so I think in Frankfurt, actually, they also had unseasonably warm weather. I think it finished at 20 degrees, which, as we know, running in Frankfurt, it's not usually that warm. But yeah, she won in 2.23, so quite a slow slow time wasn't it for for her have you got the men's result anywhere has anyone got the men's result 
Uh, I don't to hand, but I can find it. Um, so, so, um, Brimming Missoy round 206, 11. There you go. And then from the, from a British point of view, I know Louis Small round 241 was 11th, so not bad positioning wise. And I think James Dunn was the fastest Brit in 223. Over in Dublin, Morocco's Tufik Alam won in 211.30. Sixth place was the first Brit, which is Adam Bowden, former triathlete, 2.20.16. Martin Hoare was seventh in 2.20.22 from Ireland. Uh, on the women's side, Nigist Mulenu, Mulene. Why do they not give me easy names? Every time I read these, 228.32. She won in. I'm going to finish it there. Let's move on. Close to home, Shane's mentioned Lincoln 10K already. So Lewis Jagger took the win in 30-32. Shane's described that already. I own Shane Robinson second. Cam Dockerell third in sub-31. He's a Peterborough boy, Josh. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently so. Yep. Listen to the Yep. First time sub-31. Very good run based on his other results. So plenty of progression happening there. Um, on the women's side, Abby Donnelly took the win in a very fast 32.51. Is that a course record? I'm not sure. Be close. Um, Sophie Wallace second in 33.56. Emma Hodson third in 35.44. The only other race I'm going to mention is the podium 5K was back on. Fast race up in the northwest of the country, up near Burnley. Uh, Andrew Milligan, who won Leeds last weekend, took the win in 14.23, ahead of Sam Charlton in 14.13, Jack O'Leary 14.33. On the women's side, Sophie Harris clocked 16.30 for the win with Eleanor Anderson 16.48 and Sinead Bent in 17.02 for third. So, still some fast running going on, but as we mentioned, not the fastest conditions this weekend in the UK. So, big everyone's getting ready for relays at Mansfield next weekend, I presume. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, everyone's saving themselves, and we'll see some some interesting racing there. So, for people who don't know, Mansfield cross country relays a staple of the UK calendar fixture. Four legs of is it five k? Five yeah. four five k legs. Yeah, for the men and. The women. The women's is 3K, I believe. Is it three lots of 3K or is it four 3K? I think it's four still. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. The juniors is three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So the juniors is three legs, yeah. Um, but so yeah, it's normally pretty exciting. And it's been, as I say, it's been wet, but the ground's not overly saturated, is it? It's still okay. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> it is here. Is it? What, well, yeah. on road? Josh, you wouldn't know. You yeah. know it's raining now, but the, the places I've been running off-road, is it's still been pretty it's surprisingly firm. So if it yeah. stays firm at Mansfield, then sometimes we can see some nice quick running there. Big news. Josh, you're talking us through your club transfer. Oh. Well, actually, if anyone can help me try and do it, it would be great. Because if you're trying to change from a Welsh club to an English club or vice versa, you can't do it on the portal. You have to write to them, which... Seemed medieval. So, who you got, who if you anyone got to write to England Athletics, apparently. 
I can't even so, find the contacts. It's just, it's just um, Alexander Stadium. Just send it to there. Just put on it, person in charge of England Athletics, Alexander <laughs> Stadium. This is yeah, just so, writing. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm going to join Bedford uh, again. because are they, are they allowing you back? Well, since I've run for Cardiff, I haven't actually run for Cardiff. And it kind of seems pointless. We're not allowed to do the relays. Um, so it's like, what's the point? So I thought I might as well just join Bedford again. Because I'm moving back that way anyway. Which one out of you two has represented more? Oh, Aaron, 100%. 100%. I've only run for three. I don't know why I've got this reputation. I've only run for three. BA. Um, You've run four. Well, I've counted. I've just counted four. Lincoln, Knotts and Bedford. And Woodbridge Shufflers. Yeah. (laughs) Are we counting that? Yeah. Good. I've had a lot of second. I've had a lot of second claim clubs. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, so yeah, Josh, we should just. I need to sort that. Why don't you come join Helps and Harriers with me? And because the vest is not it. Well, we'll make a new vest. Don't worry about that. We'll we'll sort that stuff out. They, these are the kind of things that I look for in a club. Nike. And the, yeah, basically. And let's well. talk about the vest at Bedford. You are just going to take. Oh mine. yeah, can I have yours, please? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think that's it, boys. Other than cross country relays, anything else going in, on in your week next week, Shane? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> Strong answer. Josh, busy week. Um, I'm going straight to bed after this. I'm on the early train tomorrow to London. And then uh, I'm actually in Bristol on Thursday. Um, doing what? What am I doing this weekend? Uh, with work. So we're delivering like a, some finance training to some gym managers. Are we fun? You're delivering training. Can you film this yeah. for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I doing the weekend? Nothing that I'm uh, aware of. I just need to keep, uh, basically, at the minute, any free minute I have I'm just trying to study because I've got an exam in a few weeks so just work study run it's pretty much my life you're not coming to Eliza's big second birthday bash next Saturday it's very excited to see you Josh I don't think I can make it I'm afraid I'll dry my hair (laughs) Uncle Shane's band (laughs) he shaved his tash now he might be allowed yeah (laughs) got got rid of it it's done Um, what are you doing Aaron other than well, it's a, second. it's Eliza's birthday on Wednesday, so I've actually got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off work, which would be nice. So potentially might do some running, potentially would be ill. So yeah, got that Wednesday. Had a cat flap installed today. That's very exciting. It's smart, so I can control it from my phone. I can control when he comes in and out. I get notifications of how long he's been out for get loads of stats and analytics so that's good i'll be doing that this week um what else am i doing probably meant to be doing a load of other things but won't get any of it done i do need to do quite a lot of coaching this week it's a good chance to put some solid plans together might even put my own plan together might do it might not shane are you thinking of a marathon next year um you know it's uh, um no no, yeah, I, I like the idea of doing a marathon um, until it comes to having to do a marathon. Training. 
Um, I, I think I'd really like the training, actually. Um, I, I won't obviously go into detail because I've flapped far too long tonight, but I, I get a stitch when I run, just like I told you on BTEC, Brett Robinson. Um, and I don't really want to train for so long and get halfway into marathon and get a stitch and have to run three hours again. So um, I'm going to see how this year goes, but I would like to step up and do... I always like the idea of doing Seville, February marathon, but maybe we'll get, we'll get him doing one next year. Don't worry. We'll peer pressure him into it. The listeners will do it too. Um, Josh, as you're mm. full of ideas, can you talk me through what you do for a second, uh, a girl's second birthday party? I told you last week. Cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's say our goodbyes. Yeah, I'll catch you boys next week. Cheers, lads.